and they made us pay for that, right? They they, they expect us to pay for some school that that we we they didn't even teach us the right shit. I'm sorry, but they taught us the wrong. Yeah, thing. they taught us lies they taught and us indoctrination. Lies. So why why should we be oh, held responsible? Christopher Columbus. Should discovered. we be held responsible for our for our right. debts for going to school for that reason alone? For that reason alone, that they gave I us think the wrong. As a res- result of all the lies they told us, they should uh, everything should be free from now on. We Something. shouldn't have to pay for um you know uh, and this ties into That's politically politically um you know that FDR who was the most popular president and the you know the Republicans ha- hated. Um, the fact that he he had three terms, right? And he he died um, while in office after the third for starting the third term, and uh, he was an ex- intensely popular president. Okay, no, they don't want to they don't want to talk about this because he, because he um and and before he died he was going to um. He was in the process of uh, adding an amendment that would guarantee housing and medical and. Is this the um, same one that did the, the, the that made the the Grand Canyon mon- monetized? The, you know, like a monument, rights a national to monument? be like you know our civil rights was the the best best we got like that's our apex so far, and uh, we're gonna. <laughs> If we don't, uh, if we don't fucking learn from the mistakes of the past, but if we do, if say like if I can win, you know, I have a, I have a brilliant uh, strategy, I think, um, because I'm asking people who like Michael Cohen, um, he mentioned that he might run. I I said, let me be your VP running mate, okay? Right. And I and I'm like giving him like legal advice and stuff, you know. You're still like, talking, you talking all the time about it. Um. Yeah, well, I mean, like, talk in the sense of I communicate, like, I tag him, basically. I yeah. tag him in, like, almost back. everything. Um, no, he's a fucking busy dude. He's all over the fucking media, you know, like... Um, what about Tucker Carlson? Which is great. That's exactly what we need. We need him to shed the light of, uh, you know, this... He wrote the playbook that Trump goes by. Um, so that he can. I know. I listened to him on the. Mm-hmm. I listened to him interview. Michael Cohen. With yeah. him with that one time. Remember, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. it was like. Yeah. Like, so like he's one person, hours. but there's. Did you know that RFK Jr. is yeah, uh, is running? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to. Um, I've I've noticed this stuff in the past, and I've actually sent I sent him messages too a while back because uh, you know really resonated with his mess with his his message, so I was you know supportive comments basically I didn't get any response if, as far as I know I, um, but um, I think that that would tie in perfectly with uh, I'm, I'm gonna contact him I'm gonna I'm gonna bone up on what he's been doing like recently and uh, <clears throat> you know maybe Wikipedia <laughs> you know to re- refresh my memory and then maybe I'll have more uh, questions like as a vice presidential running mate for for RFK Jr. Yeah, man, you, you know if you keep getting your if you keep getting your numbers up like if you if you really got that many followers like right now are they followers or are they just likes are they followers are they, are they I think they're downloads? my censors because um, on Easter everything blasted up to 4,000 hits. Well, and, yeah, you're being censored. You know, you're being yeah, censored. So, yeah. so they weren't working that day. Yeah. No, they're always working. That's no, the thing. What I'm saying is they keep it. Like everything. Uh, I'm. 
this is, I think this is a wise uh, thing to do, uh, is to, is to um, just be aware that nothing that I'm on typing or... Do you like everybody's stuff or do you like posting, and dislike? Do you posting? do a lot of likes and no, dislikes? No, I do a lot of, yeah, commenting? I do. Yeah, I do a lot of commenting, a lot of likes people's. of other people and supportive comments of other how many, people. That's what's getting you there because <clears> how many, how many people's, how many people's comments are you answering a day? How many people's comments are you answering a day? On the internet? Yep. Or responding to, engaging with engaging, other, engaging, engaging with, their, with, whatever they're writing or whatever it is that the topic I'm, is. I also, and somebody's engaged with you. I engage with pages and organizations and, uh, like the media. I'm, I'm constantly posting like Politico, Rolling Stone, New York Times. Sound SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah. Look at what did it say just now. Something about SoundCloud. Look at look what it said. Doesn't say anything on the phone. Look at your other I just have one. Well, go go back to go pull the top screen now. Um, is it where I put the is it where I put the screen record on for you? Where put the screen the, record on? What screen records? Hmm, device controls. Are you cold? Uh no. Okay. I'm on the edge. <laughs> no, um anyway, so it sounded like like uh, uh, your your. But I, I'm like I'm calling the Department of Justice every day and uh, and recording it and then posting it on there on, the, uh, um, several, ideally like several of their posts, I engage with uh, and and with the media like tag the media all the time and tag people like Michael Cohen who quotes I'm I'm like doing clips of Michael Cohen uh, he's he's fucking hilarious dude. I'm trying to um, I'm trying to uh, get SNL to invite him to be the host, the host uh, yeah. for SNL because he'll doing just that? bring the house down and it'll. Who'd you ask for that? You got some, you no, got that was that was my idea. You know, like yeah, I haven't I haven't received a you know I've mentioned made several comments. Do you make submissions. That's what I need. Oh, to start I got doing invited to by the New Yorker. I got invited Mr. by the Twist. New Yorker to, uh, to, you know, I contacted them and, because I, did you, did you I'm, I want to syndicate myself. You can't be syndicated. Remember we talked about that? No. You're syndicated. I, I, I see it as syndicating myself to the, oh, I see. the outlets that I want to be oh, associated with. You are syndicated with. though. Like. As long as no one uh, races your, as long as no one races <laughs> your YouTube's from get from day one, uh -huh. you need to start making them on play though. So what you do is syndicate yourself, as you put, as you basically put your, your your old YouTube's on play and in shorts. You let the system cut it for you. You let the system go in, it takes it go turn, 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 and it spits it out the back end and shorts and then this and that and it does it. It's it's a program. Wow. And it's, yeah. Yeah. Hey man. Huh. What, why don't I just like uh, give I, mean, I told you, you I'm, I'm, already, websites, I'm already on top of it. I'm, and you I've can you can do that for me. I've been right? doing it for you. Oh great! I've been started, but I ain't, okay. I'm not. I'm not well, anywhere. So I'm not like, anywhere where I should be at this point. But, but I'm, I'm about to take your. I've already taken like your 100 titles and read the 100 titles. I let the AI do it, like revamp 100 titles so that it's more mm -hmm. effective. So mm -hmm. so each one and has to be do put in. You put them back in, and then you, you you shuffle your board, and you say, "Hey, play this. This is syndication. You play this. You put you it make, on autoplay." You, are you, do you mean like make a playlist? 
Is that what you're talking about? Caps it up, man. Cap, cap shot. Okay. Shot, and then what do you do with it? What do you do with? You the... let it play. You let it, you let people. You let it just play. Or, On the internet. Yeah, somewhere? you got some whatever subscribers it has. Uh-huh. It takes those subscribers and then it pounds them with uh-huh. with with video with. Uh, hey man, yeah. Different. Uh, to, um, how many subscribers you got on there? So those subscribers will turn into like I, thousands. I want you to help me um, promote my albums. I'm working, I'm working on it. I mean, I'm working on it, you know, behind. But I've got other things to do too at the same time. Yeah, so, yeah, so, I know. So I'm like. Well, um, just uh, yeah, I want to. Uh, I get hot on it. I get I hot got on it. twenty about twenty albums that I've published on YouTube. I know, I got YouTube. everything. I know, I know what you have on there. And uh, I would like to get the man, the manufacturer oh, license. Oh, those, those, license the, the, the songs you talking about the songs. Man- what is it called? Manufacturing well, those, license? Those I don't know so much of where the songs are. Where you need to send those to me the links. Okay. I'm mostly yeah, talking it, about the the, the podcast, the, the talking. Okay. Um, I have had two bands and I made two official playlists yeah. on YouTube. Um, one is for um, hashtag Trista ends with the ampersand. It's called the ampersands. Ampersand. You know. Um, and per se, it's a. a itself that's what that means and per se and <laughs> but anyway so um so it's should be easy to find right because everybody always you know oh man no please don't just a tad just one tad and they go away right here look try to do that down low breathe on shit Okay, well, I'll steal it. No, just a, just a tie. There's no <laughs> way. They're, they're because they're going in there, and then they're like, they're breathing everywhere. See, like, you like you don't, you don't get it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. There, yeah you know, there was a... I know there's a fly problem up there, too. There's, like, certain... Yeah, but it's about my... You know, I, uh, I'm working on that. I'm working on that area. But, yeah, it might be... I need to come I up did, and treat it. I gotta oh come shit, up and treat man. it. Did it like, it's just, so, like, blows in my fucking face. Put it on there. It's just me, man. Okay, well, I guess you wanted it's me to go. That's the fragrance. That's the fragrance. Bye. Oh, I'm going over there. Cage. Look to your right. Look to your right. A little more. Nah, turn around. My right. Degrees. Where the package is on, man. This thing? Look up towards the mountain. Do you think? Yeah, you want some of those? Yeah. They're going to go on the outside here. They were going to go. Some of them didn't hang for a couple on the outside. Those here. would be brilliant for... I can put those in the trees and hang and hang uh, plants from them. Ha 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 ha. I mean, I mean... Those are cool. Great. Yeah. Uh, Score. You have to get, put, put them on a, over, a, over a arm or whatever, but they get, they get screwed in like this. So what, what they get is like... <laughs> yeah, why not, right? Right, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just not getting on ship right now. I'm just yeah, I need this, uh, this stuff for my um, yeah, bird it. cage. You want that? Set the black stuff in there. Yeah. You know about that? Do you like it? 
in the bird cage. They'll eat that. That's that will kill them. No, that's, no, that's they not, don't that's not eat edible. that. That's not edible. Yeah, they will eat that. Shush. They will eat that. Well, I will fold it back. They will not eat it. If I see them eating it, I'll take it down. They, they can't eat is, that. It's too what tough. What happens is no, because they walk on it, they it, pierce it, they break it, right? They no, they're not the going to walk on it. It's going to be, it's going to, for sunblock. The, I know Tristan knows what she's talking about. Mm, so here, look like this. <laughs> I realize I just have to... Yeah, that's a yeah, big great for lots of your own stuff. It's not funny. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. <laughs> so right there behind you. Makes sense around. to me. Okay. Yeah, this thing is awesome. This will be perfect. Listen, I've got two of them. And I'm gonna I've got two eventually of them. Oh, Hold right. on. So so yeah. hear me out. Hear me out. Halfway and halfway so that it makes a terrace. You only fill the front part up and then the back part is, is empty back there in the back. It'll eventually just fall through. Look, it's even got... Look, all I have to do is put it underneath that thing on the... Come on, grab one side of it. Hold up. Right now. It's going right over that hump of that hump of that dump. Let me move that, but let me move that door out of the way. <laughs> that sounds like a suicide mission. What the fuck are you talking about? But we'll do... No, I'll, I'll grab... Yeah, you're just gonna help let me, me grab the uh, go grab the black uh, stuff for okay, me right now because right now. I want to I want to block going, out. I want you to hand me the black stuff before I go. No, man, I'm not handing it to you over this. Why not? Because it's full of fucking garbage. I'm not gonna move that right now. Here. <laughs> no, this is a cool little run. We can make. With the pallets, we can make a run. We can make runs. You know, use it on both sides. Run. Yeah, runs. It's perfect for runs. Make yards, basically. Make yards. Okay, hold on. Let me get you up. <laughs> yeah, might as well get me some gloves too, please. In this illusion, I'm not really here, I'm an intrusion. I don't need gravity, just go. Oh. Ouch!
What'd you guys do, man? Hi, Mimi.
het versleien. Beauty, reflection of that beauty. Hi, <laughs> 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 mommy. <gasps> Hi, little guy. How are you doing, cuteness? Oh my gosh. Look at this little guy. Okay, good.
Giving him some moistened um, dog food. This little. Hi, little guy. Oh my gosh. Tumbly. Hi, little Tumbly. He just tumbled into view. <laughs> Tumbly, that's a cute name. <laughs> Get back to you. Sure, now that we've had a wonderful day tomorrow and lively discussion. Got our priorities in life. So, and uh, I'm gonna shout out gonna, to RFK. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> hey! Dang, dude. Some gay rooster action, huh? <laughs> I should definitely, um, <laughs> that would be one for the gay community, but um, it would probably, I don't know, it's nature, it's birds, it's such shit. Exotic and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got my own crowds. My little crowds. That's snack time. Snack time around here. Um, so while I'm going to continue my stuff. Let's get back to Midas Touch, man. My name is Christopher Place, and I'm the Midas Touch producer. Live. Trump gets destroyed over and over again. Nice. Live right now. Excellent. That's why you can't get into a debate with a furby. I mean, right? Like, if you start debating a furby, you put yourself on the level Fascist cosplay. What you should most, what you should really do is be like, what the heck are you even talking about? Like, no, I don't wake up thinking about pronouns, okay? I don't wake up thinking about the bathroom other than I have to go to the bathroom. But I'm not thinking about, oh my god, am I going to end 
thing. Is that person going to use this bathroom or that bathroom? Like, it's just not one of the top 1,000 things that actually, like, cross my mind. And there are real <laughs> issues that we have to deal with where MAGA Republicans are... they are distracting us from locking them all up for oh. action insurrection yeah Ben you always do this Deck. But the fact is, the Republicans act so batshit crazy because they are distracting us from locking them all the F up for insurrection. Like, you know, while they're all into talking about their pronouns, like when it comes to the debt ceiling, they're happy to be like, you know what? Let's just you know, let, let, let's just destroy the country. Like whatever. Like we'll see what happens. And by the way, there was a recent study. I don't know if you saw this. I mean, it was done by Moody's. And like speaking of the fascist verbi language, like if you just watch how these MAGA Republicans talk, you show them something like, okay, Moody's is not a democratic entity. Okay, they're just analyzing the existing data. But the MAGA Republicans will always create a conspiracy for everything. So their new one is Moody's are, are Democrats or Uniparty, and they put out this data to undermine them. Not that the MAGA Republican plan <laughs> is not a plan. It is a poison pill <laughs> to destroy Americans. But this is what Moody said. U.S. GDP growth would be 1.61% in 2024 under the GOP debt limit plan versus 2.23% otherwise. So significantly less the plan would meaningfully increase the likelihood of a recession gop proposed spending cuts are a substantial headwind to near-term economic growth the plan would cost 790,000 <laughs> jobs by the end of 2024 right so that's data <laughs> like that is just reviewing the plan okay. saying what the data is we're going to pull up and making the excuse that he had business to attend to in Ireland and Scotland, Donald Trump just said that he had. Sure. His passports. pre-trial incarceration pre-trial pre-trial incarceration
for not taking his passport and ordering DOD 514 2000 every day. DOJ every day. I chastise the DOJ every day to a very important golf game in Ireland to return to America because he wants to confront E. Jean Carroll in court during trial. But of course, Trump was lying. Even his lawyer, Joe Takapina, said. Yeah, I have no clue what he's talking about. He's absolutely not testifying at the <laughs> trial. But the federal judge in the E. Jean Carroll case is calling Donald Trump's bluff. And this comes after a complete disaster of a trial for Donald Trump. And the case is set to be turned over to the jury on Monday. We'll let you know what went down in that trial this past week. Another major court loss for Donald Trump Donald Trump's one hundred million dollar. He just like makes up these <laughs> one hundred million dollars for diaper Don. Another court loss for diaper Don. Yay! Yay! Party. <laughs> Party. Where's the fucking jail time? For <laughs> defamation case against the New York Times for accurately reporting on his tax fraud. Guess what? It was dismissed by a New York court. And not only that, but the New York Times was awarded attorney's fees, likely hundreds of thousands of dollars. Another dime. Trump and Alina Haba specialty right there. And this, as the New York State Court judge presiding over the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal case against Donald Trump, stated that trial was going to take place, is going to take place in February or March 2024, and that a protective order would be in place, get this, restraining Donald Trump from threatening judges, lawyers, witnesses, you know, a very novel concept, hey? We'll talk about that. And look, there is a reason that the modern day Republican Party, the MAGA Republicans, hate the court system. And it's because it still remains a place where facts 
supported by evidence actually matters, right? Outside of the court, the MAGA Republicans just continue to get these platforms on right-wing disinformation media, which doesn't hold them accountable, where they just defame President Joe Biden every day with completely fraudulent and, frankly, disgusting allegations. Also, the Republican leaders on the House Judiciary Committee tweeted that the disgraced right-wing Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas was the GOAT. They actually said that. That Justice Clarence Thomas was the GOAT. The greatest of all time. And they said this in response to a story that broke earlier in the day from ProPublica that in addition to the millions of dollars in vacations and gifts and in addition to buying his mom a home, Republican billionaire donor Harlan Crow also paid for Clarence Thomas's adopted son's private school tuition, which Thomas also did not disclose. MAGA Republicans on the Judiciary Committee, their response was, the goat? I call it the clowns. And now, like just before we went live, a new story just broke in the same day from the Washington Post that Leonard Leo who's the head of the Federalist Society, was basically funneling <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars to be, played to, to be paid to Clarence Thomas's wife through Kellyanne Conway as an intermediary. That story just breaking right now. Also, special counsel Jack Smith is piercing Trump's inner circle and has got some major new evidence in the ongoing criminal investigations into Donald Trump. And finally... The five members of the terrorist group known as the Proud Boys who were on trial in federal court were all convicted by a jury on Thursday of multiple felony <laughs> counts. Four of those Proud Boys were convicted of seditious conspiracy. So the Department of Justice has now won full or partial convictions in 100% wow. of the January 6th jury trials, folks. This is... The Midas Touch Podcast. I and Mycellus joined by Brett and Jordy Mycellus. We're all on East Coast time. Right? Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Gotta love adapting. the East Coast time. We're adapting, Brett and I. It's a struggle. Yeah, it's it's a struggle, guys. It's a, the East Coast life is a struggle. See, we get to look like we have superhuman powers, I think, when we're on the West Coast, because it looks like, wow, they're up really late, working really late, and we could still get up like at a normal time and then relatively be on top of things but this just ruins the whole thing you see the dark circles under my eyes you see us working 15 hour days but we're here to deliver you all the facts man the doj a hundred percent conviction rate or partial conviction i mean that is absolutely unbelievable ben that's a lot of antifa and blm protesters going to pro oh wait oh wait the proud boys were there oh wait seditious conspiracy it feels like just yesterday Actually, when 
we heard uh, Fox News incessantly make comments like, they keep calling it sedition. But I haven't seen anybody charged with sedition. Well, guess what? How, how many... How many guilty seditious conspiracy charges do we have now like a dozen or, or more i think it's 14 convictions oh god not 14 seditious conspiracies three separate seditious conspiracy trials i think there has been 14 seditious conspiracy convictions you know what i gotta say to that keep going Derek. keep going jack keep working your way up you're almost there this is this is good to see a lot of justice uh, finally and it's it's really great to see a lot of bad news for donald trump which is typically good news for our democracy. And he is just absolutely melting down there. Just a pure humiliation in Scotland. I mean, what the hell was that? I mean, we, we, we got to laugh at the DeSantis world tour last week. And now you see Trump head to Scotland and Ireland and just make a complete fool out of himself as well. Just when these magas leave their bubbles, like you said, Ben, it's just the fascist Furbies in the wild. It just, <laughs> it just doesn't work. The whole thing just doesn't work once they leave the country and actually get confronted. It's just all totally, totally, totally. Totally bizarre. Jordy, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm so happy to have you guys on the East Coast. Now you guys understand the struggle of someone who lives on the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? That That's why me as the youngest brother actually looks 20 years older than both of you guys, man. The East Coast is stressful. We work out here. It's not that La La Land crap that you guys are doing over there in California. <laughs> it's real America. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> What's up, big bro? We're going to have a big show tonight. Like a lot. Of, so just so the audience knows. When we do these shows, like we put together like really robust outline, like of the of the most important consequential news of the day to bring you up to speed. And Just an hour before the show. I mean, bam, bam, bam. Just hit with more breaking news that will... get into here i'm excited you know what i gotta say to that jordy What's stand that? back and stand by we got a big episode of the My <laughs> podcast <laughs> ben where shall we start oh, i i, I guess we should start there. where you talk about fascist furbies <laughs> in the wild and for those saying awesome. Brett, what in the world are you talking about there <laughs> i compared this now, I'm going to say this, public. for you guys saying that, make sure you listen to every episode of the Midas Touch podcast. How dare you for missing episodes and not getting the yeah. reference. I'm Great just point. kidding, Ben. You, 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 you can explain. You know, we call this MAGA Republican language, we call... ...the kind of fascist Furby talk, because... 
it's unclear unless you're living in the echo chamber. Everybody know what the Furbies are? The Furbies, well, from I think 20 years ago, 25 years ago, was like the hottest Christmas gift, right? Um, and it was these like little furry technology things, and they would just go. And so what we would say here is that you know when these MAGA Republicans like talk to each other, it's it's it, it's their own language that they talk about, and it's like, and that's why you you can't get into a debate with a Furby. I mean, right? Like if you start debating a Furby, you put yourself on the level of of the Furby. But that's why when when they like want to bait you, we're talking about. They, they, they want to act like bathrooms and pronouns are like the biggest issues that Americans are dealing with. Like you can go burpy, burpy, burpy and have that conversation with them. Or what you should most, what you should really do is be like, what the heck are you even talking about? Like, no, I don't wake up thinking about pronouns. Okay. I don't wake up thinking about the bathroom other than I have to go to the bathroom. But I'm not thinking about, oh my God, are we gonna, is that person going to use this bathroom or that bathroom? Like, it's just not one of the top 1,000 things that actually, like, cross my mind. And there are real issues that we have to deal with where MAGA Republicans are like, you know, while they're all into talking about their pronouns, like when it comes to the debt ceiling, they're happy to be like, you know what? Let's just let, let, let's just destroy the country. Like whatever. Like we'll see what happens. And by the way, there was a recent study. I don't know if you saw this. I um, mean, it was done by Moody's. And like speaking of the fascist Furby language, like if you just watch how these MAGA Republicans talk, you show them something like, okay, Moody's is not a democratic entity. Okay, they're just analyzing the existing data. But the MAGA Republicans will always create a conspiracy for everything. So their new one is Moody's are, are Democrats or Uniparty, and they put out this data to undermine them. Not that the MAGA Republican plan is not a plan. It is a poison pill to destroy Americans. But this is what Moody said. U.S. GDP growth would be 1.61% in 2024 under the GOP debt limit plan versus 2.23% otherwise. So significantly less. The plan would meaningfully increase the likelihood of a recession. GOP proposed spending cuts are substantial headwind to near-term economic growth. The plan would cost 790,000 jobs by the end of 2024, right? So that's data. Like that is just reviewing the plan saying what the data is, but the MAGA Republicans, they don't care about data. Right. They just care about their fascist, Furby, whatever conspiracy theory they have of the different. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, they're, they're averse to anything that goes against their worldview and goes against what they're told. So, you know, you have this whole ecosystem, this whole toxic ecosystem on the right that's just pumping out propaganda every single day, right? Nonstop, and re
Republicans tend to think that the media and the justice system, oh, it's all biased. They're all against us all the time. I don't understand what's happening. How could they just be going against us? Look, they're writing all these negative stories, but why are they never writing about Hunter Biden? Why are they never pursuing Burisma? Why are they never doing that, you know, whatever the term du jour is <clears throat> by the Republican Party? And it's because these claims are not taken seriously by reputable organizations. So it's not taken seriously by the actual media. It's not taken seriously by the Department of Justice, who may investigate these things, by the way, and then be like, oh, there's nothing there. This is this is BS. And so they think that there is an inherent bias against them because of all this. But it's actually kind of the opposite of what they think. On the whole, like 99.9% of the time, the stories pushed by the Republican Party and their conservative right-wing fascist ecosystem. I, I didn't even mean to say conservative. How dare me? Whoa. They, they're, they're wholly, they're, they're entirely like just BS. Like they just make shit up. And we'll, we'll talk about that in this episode. Just, they will just throw things at the wall, see what sticks, and they, like out of thin air entirely. And they pick the most salacious, most kind of disgusting, most abhorrent claims so that they could get headlines, so they could be invited previously on the Tucker show, now on to Hannity show, and now on all these bizarre Newsmax and OAN shows. And, and, and they just, they brainwash people into thinking that these are real things. And then ultimately what happens? Reality gets in the way of their BS. Reality gets in the way of their lies. All of a sudden, what's happening? Donald Trump is getting indicted. Donald Trump is being investigated for serious crimes. Clarence Thomas is being investigated by these investigative journalists, and we are seeing the actual receipts of everything. They are backing it up with actual facts, and they are going, woe is me, everybody is out to get me, how could this be? But instead of, I, I just propose this, if, if by any chance we have one person on the show who's just tuning in to say, hey, you know, I just want to see what the... guys are about you know I, I i'm i normally you know i'm a maga guy or whatever you call your i'm ultra maga but for some reason i'm tuning in i'm ultra maga for some reason i'm tuning into the midas touch podcast and if i get through to just one of you then i don't think it's possible but i'll say this instead of being mad at the media instead of being mad at Democrats or whatever boogeyman that these people are shoveling your way, perhaps you should consider turning your anger to the folks who keep lying to you and keep getting your hopes up over all these things over and over and over. These right-wing politicians, the right-wing media who is gaslighting you, who is lying to you, who is getting you angry, who is riling you up and is making you pissed off at everything once inevitably nothing happens. These people are using you. That's all I want to say. You are being used. You are the mark in this situation. I, I can't be any clearer. Jim Jordan thinks you're an idiot. Like OAN, Newsman, like, these people think you are morons. And I wish that you...
turn the tables on them and you know, finally, I'm going to stand up to you. I'm not going to be gaslighted by your lies anymore. It's insane. It's why I give you a perfect Jordan example. Of the world. Ben, oh, you dirty. No, no Ben, go. No, Ben, no, I really It's dirty. why... It's why it's sort of what we talked about on Monday. It's why the Jim Jordans of the world and the Marjorie Taylor Greens decide to attack experts <sighs> and try and make the term expert a bad word in the MAGAverse. It's because experts come with data. They come with resources. They, they come with information that's actually studied and nuanced and, and really brings to light what exactly is going on. <laughs> And then when you look at the data, just objectively, like it is so never in the MAGA verse favor, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Jim Jordans, it's so never in their favor that the only thing that they can do is say, you're a liar. I don't believe you. Well, I have this fact. And it's just like, what are you doing, man? Like, look at yourself. And if you are a Marjorie Taylor Greene or a Jim Jordan supporter, you're being played just like Brett said. You are the mark. They'll just go, Joe Biden, pedophile, human trafficker. I saw it. I saw it. Believe me. Your and Marjorie like, Taylor Greene is one of my favorite impressions. Yeah, your Marjorie Taylor Greene's getting so good that it almost Sounds makes me angry. Sounds just like <laughs> And you're like, what are you saying? Like, have you, you wake up and just be like, what the heck? are you even saying but unfortunately they have this whole ecosystem that immediate of oh, fascist furbies it's an army of fascist furbies out there who immediately go all in each other's ears and it, I, I i guarantee you if you dug into it you would see heavy coordination to between all of these groups mm -hmm. like i guarantee you there is a a very clear line of communication between 
Jim Jordan, for example, and like the Charlie Kirks of the world and all those other kind of, you know, crazy accounts you see on on the Internet, on Twitter, on social media that the second they come up with their next scheme they blast it everywhere it's all over the place and they just try to gaslight you and then all of a sudden they have to go on tv and now it's funny like you see fox like a little bit at least being a little more cautious in what they're doing after the major settlement and trying to like hedge it a little bit and say, you know what, we don't actually have any evidence of this. I just want to say that. Um, but And then whenever they end up going into court or in front of prosecutors or whatever, it's they've, they've got nothing. They've got absolutely nothing. And just time and time again, it's and, and they're they're smearing people. I mean, it's pure defamation. It's pure slander. Mm-hmm. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. Well, let's talk about what happens in the court, right? Because... You have this E. Jean Carroll trial. You have, we're now in the second week of it. E. Jean Carroll's got great lawyers who are doing what you're supposed to do in trial, right? Put on evidence, put on witnesses, and to make your case to the jury. On the other hand, you have Donald Trump's lawyers who have stated they're not going to put on any witnesses at all. That Donald Trump was not going to show up as a witness. They're not even going to call their expert witness. And I want you to think back to, do you remember uh, in connection with the New York Attorney General injunction where they were putting on a fight where they wanted to get a financial monitor hi there welcome back and we're going to listen to some Midas touch new testimony sinks trump in federal trial yeah nine hours ago trump no show had a lot of bombshell testimony as we continue in the case in chief for e Jean carroll we haven't even turned to whatever defense Donald Trump plans to put on, having announced in court today through his counsel that he is not attending his own trial, that the jury will not hear from Donald Trump live in the courtroom um, to hear him deny and denounce any of the things about E. Jean Carroll's claims, ones that he has no problem on social media saying that she's a liar and a hoax. Trump is indefensible and unexcusable. Peace. But of course, won't go through the doors of the courtroom, swear on a Bible under oath that any of that is true or false. He's not testifying. E. Jean Carroll is testifying. She has testified strongly, credibly, authentically, and telling the truth about what happened to her that fateful day in the spring of 1996 in the Bergdorf Goodman's women's department store. There's two sections, male 
and female in the lingerie department in a dressing room when she was attacked by Donald Trump. Her testimony was not only um, clear and convincing um, and should tip the scales in her favor with the jury on a preponderance of evidence, a preponderance of evidence standard, but all of her witnesses so perfectly sequenced and aligned by her masterful trial team at Robbie Kaplan's firm. Uh, we've seen today, for instance, Lisa Birnbach, one of the two main corroborating witnesses for E. Jean Carroll, both lifelong friends, both uh, professional women of, of tremendous credibility in New York with the New York public. Today, Lisa Birnbach, award-winning author and journalist who puts this case away for E. Jean Carroll, I believe, with her bombshell testimony today. That testimony answers the question that Donald Trump's team has raised time and time again, which is, why didn't E. Jean Carroll report this terrible attack by Trump to anyone? She did. And Lisa Birnbach swore on a Bible today, swore to tell the truth under penalty of perjury that in the spring of 1996, a very specific time frame, even more specific than E. Jean Carroll herself could remember, having been the victim of the trauma. Spring of 1996, in the evening, six or seven o'clock at night, within five to six minutes of the attack, E. Jean Carroll called her good friend Lisa Birnbach and reported in real time, while adrenaline was still pumping, while her while she was still dazed and confused from having her head banged up against a wall by Donald Trump and her allegations, still having a rush of adrenaline and endorphins, described to Lisa Birnbach in ways Lisa Birnbach said that even E. Jean Carroll didn't recognize as that she was the victim of that attack, about pulling down her clothing, about attacking her. It was Lisa Birnbach who testified in front of the, the jury today in riveting testimony and said, Eugene, do you know what you're telling me? You need to go to the police. And, you know, that's when Eugene said, I, I, I don't want to do that. I, I, I don't want to report or go against Donald Trump in that way. This witness did an amazing and masterful job in her direct examination, being led by Sean Crowley, a partner she is with Robbie Kaplan's firm for E. Jean Carroll. And she did a great job in cross-examination. And we finally got to see Perry Brandt. There's a new new lawyer for everybody that's playing the Trump uh, uh, civil rape home game. Perry Brandt brought in 72 hours before the start of the trial to join the Takapita and Haba team. Alina Haba, who we haven't, other than sitting at council table, hasn't done a darn thing since she showed up in court. She and I have done the exact same amount of work in that courtroom, and I'm not even in the courtroom. That's how little um, Alina Haba uh, is doing for the case. She hasn't taken a witness. She didn't do the opening. And the one witness maybe I thought she would have taken, which would have been Lisa Birnbach, they brought in Perry Brandt, the new lawyer from 72 hours ago. The Midwestern Kansas City uh, uh, guy who no, nobody's ever heard of. I'm not even sure he's ever been to Bergdorf Goodman in Manhattan, let alone cross-examine somebody about it. 
And, and uh, the witnesses, because they're smart, because they're honest, because they're telling the truth, looked the jury and Mr. Brandt in the eye and said, I'm here because what happened to my friend happened to my friend, and she's telling the truth. And I know she's telling the truth because she reported it to me five to six minutes after it happened. And she asked me not to talk about it ever again. And as friends, I had a loyal bond or oath with her. And so I didn't until 2019 when she, as the victim, decided to go public with what happened to her. And, and then ultimately put it into a book, mainly because Donald Trump denied the Access Hollywood tape. Access Hollywood tape was a trigger for a lot of the women who claim to have been attacked by Donald Trump and, and the Me Too movement that had started in or around that time. They'd had enough. And there was another witness today. So that was Lisa Birnbach. She got up and off in a very efficient fashion mm-hmm. and credibly, credibly corroborated Eugene Carroll. And the fact that she's a Democrat or here's an interesting twist. She knows Donald Trump. This is a small ecosystem circle of social people, journalists and wealthy people and real estate developers that all sort of coexist in in an elite ecosystem in Manhattan, especially during um, the 80s and 90s. Um, They hung out in places like Elaine's, uh, which was a big watering hole for the rich and famous, in the arts, in sports, in developers, places like 21 Club that are no longer in New York those kind of monkey bar, those kind of places. So she also testified that she knew Donald Trump so well that she wrote a profile about Donald Trump and went to Mar-a-Lago and stayed at Mar-a-Lago for a couple of days at Donald Trump, at Donald Trump's urging. That's how well she knew Donald Trump. This was before the attack on E. Jean Carroll. And so she testified about that. And that they were trying to sell books And they wanted to have that chapter, E.G. Carroll wanted that chapter to come clean and talk, really come clean and talk about her being a victim of Donald Trump. And uh, Perry Brandt went after her with, well, I was done to sell books. She says, yes, E.G. Carroll's a writer. That's how writers make money. In fact, E.G. Carroll wasn't even on that book tour. She had taken ill, was in intensive care or in critical care around that time. So she wasn't even the one on the book tour. It's one of the reasons the book didn't do that well, right? So then you have, what's the next witness up? They could have had Carol Martin, a longtime beloved newscaster in New York for CBS News, local CBS affiliate. She's, she was also a friend in and around that time with, with E. Jean Carroll. And she's going to say in and around the spring of 1996, the same thing was said to her by E. Jean Carroll, right? That's as good as a diary. That's as good as a, writing in a diary, this is what happened to me today. You tell two close friends who are credible, authentic people, who are professionals in their own right, who take the stand and tell the truth. That's what happened today. And then they brought in Jessica Leeds. This is a masterful sequencing of witnesses by Eugene Carroll's lawyers. Because some lawyers would have gone for the, you know, the easy play. And after Lisa Birdbach brought in Carol Martin, to say almost the exact same thing, but no, we're going to bring in Jessica Leeds just to remind the, the jury what what was said in opening about this is Donald Trump's M.O. This is his modus operandi. He attacks women without their consent, of course, 
kisses them, gropes them, and does other really bad things to them. Fist him. Was not the first he fisted her. The last after 1996, and there were others, uh, as indicated by the uh, Access Hollywood hot mic tape with Billy Bush. It hasn't even been played yet for the jury, other than mentioned in opening. Jessica Leeds took the stand. She's a stockbroker who had the misfortune of being upgraded from economy class to first class to sit next to a person she did not know back in the 80s. Donald Trump, who then proceeded, this is her testimony today, under oath, to grope her under her shirt and kiss her and try to kiss her. A woman he did not know. Um, and to her uh, credit, she said, and this is the headline in the New York Post, over Rupert Murdoch today, that Donald Trump, it was as if he had 40 zillion hands and they were everywhere on her person assault and a battery she was cross-examined you might think well maybe they went with the midwestern guy or the more soft-spoken guy to handle the cross-examination of jessica leeds nope they went back to joe tacopina joe tacopina who is who is playing a playbook that maybe worked in the 80s or 90s when you try to blame the woman but doesn't work today it is backfiring in his lack of dignity and asking the questions, in his mansplaining, in his acting incredulous, in his false uh, emotions towards her. Why they're having him cross-examine these women of courage and valor, I have no idea. They saw what happened with his cross-examination of E. Jean Carroll. Why not trot out at least Alina Haba, give her a shot? Now let's take a quick break to talk about our next sponsor, Neurohacker Quality of Mind. One's willpower and productivity can in turn transform your life habits for the better. From workouts to job performance to life goals. Throughout the course of a workday, we here at Legal AF are tasked with a ton of different assignments to ensure we keep you informed. That's why we're so proud to partner with Neurohacker Quality of Mind. Our sponsor, Neurohacker, combines 28 of the most research-backed nootropic ingredients on Earth into the ultimate brain fuel formula, Quality of Mind. And it's been changing people's lives for years now. For help with my daily out for an extra 15% off your first purchase. That's neurohacker.com slash legal AF to try Qualia Mind with code legal AF to experience life-changing mental performance. But one of the major problems for them mm-hmm. is that Donald Trump isn't watching. These are not televised. These are not videotaped. They are not even available to the parties video presentation there's transcripts but transcripts are dry and often don't completely capture what's going on in the room between lawyer client and jury that only comes from being in the room smelling what is happening watching what's happening donald trump doesn't get the benefit of that because he chose not to attend his own trial and so he doesn't really know how bad joe tacopin is doing you know he's not reading independent media analysis and legal analysis like this one or what we do on legal af you know he's in he's getting it from newsmax and fox news and the and the bootlickers around him so he doesn't really know what's going on so like oh sure who's gonna do uh, you know the woman who says i groped her on the plane joe tacopita oh that's good bulldog joe let's go went terrible because again this was a moment in her life that she'll never forget that was seared into her memory. And she testified credibly as a 
as a stockbroker, as a person, as a woman, to the jury. This happened to me. I am not lying. I am under oath. Donald Trump groped me with what felt like 40 zillion hands on my body. Joe Tacopina asked her, wasn't he just trying to pick you up like some 70s or 80s, like picking up in a bar? She said, no, he, he attacked me. That's not a pickup. She also testified that she saw him on two other occasions because she was at a, a, charity, a charity event at another department store in New York, Saks Fifth Avenue, and ran into him and his wife, and that he pulled her aside at some point when he recognized her and said, and get ready, lean in for this hot take. He said, according to her testimony, oh, I remember you. You're the C word who sat next to me on the plane. I'll let that land on the table here. Does that shock anyone to Donald Trump use the C word or the P word or any of the other inappropriate misogynist, misogynist words about women? That was her testimony. That's how she remembered it so, so vividly because this guy called her the C word. And he wasn't the president of the United States then. That's the other card that they're playing for the defense. You mean the, the, the elder statesman, you know, who's got an oil painting uh, with, a, with a bunch of other white guys and Barack Obama at the White House. That statesman, that president did that to you? Lisa Burtback had the best comment firing back a counterpunch today in response to this. He wasn't a president when he attacked my friend. He was a lout. He was a real estate developer, man about town, who, 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 who harassed women regularly. That Donald Trump is who attacked my friend. I mean, that was searing, poignant, and a counterpunch that was like, a, if there was a referee there, that was a knockout. That was a KO for Lisa Burnback. And Jessica Leeds, same thing. Yeah, he called me the C word. It's obvious why. Because she fought him off. And then went public with her statement. He even attacked her right out of his playbook at a rally while he ran for president. Another one of those, she's not my type. As if that's a defense. A, all of these women were obviously his type to sexually assault because he did it. B, other than whooping up your, your fan base, your cult followers, I don't really get the the premise of that, but that was played in the courtroom today. That video clip on the backs of Lisa, Jessica Leeds' testimony was played, the attack on Jessica Leeds, just like the attack on Eugene Carroll, um, which led to the defamation case against him in the courtroom right now. So there was another testimony there today. They brought another Bergdorf Goodman executive, a male executive who testified on behalf of Eugene Carroll about how sequestered and quiet and um, uh, discreet, the lingerie section. Because just for everybody who's not shopped there, okay, as a New Yorker, there's two Bergdorf Goodman department stores. They're across the street from each other. One's the men's section, the men's store. The other one is the ladies' store, which is on the corner of uh, 58th and 5th Avenue. And at 58th and 5th Avenue, that, that one... Um, for Bergdorf Goodman, where women shop. You got handbags, lingerie, cosmetics, clothing, that kind of thing. Lingerie, the um, executive said, is sort of like by itself and quiet and alone. 
it's not a place that's teeming with people. It's more of a destination location. Like people go right, you know, they'll go just to lingerie for lingerie. And, and not a lot of men go to lingerie, as you could imagine, especially in 1996. And so he testified, you know, basically led, lending credence to this, you know, preponderance of the evidence, which is the standard, more likely than not. And in a spring of 1996, in the evening, during evening hours, there were little or no people. There could be little or no people in that area for lingerie. I mean, Joe Tacopina, in his opening and throughout the course of the trial, makes it sound like, you know, it's in the middle of, like, Walmart. You know, the food, the food grocery section of Walmart the day before Thanksgiving. And how incredible that would be that there'd be no people there. Right. And if she got attacked at, at, at Joe at, at uh, Walmart the day before Thanksgiving in the grocery section, I would agree with you. But she didn't. She got attacked in her testimony in the sequestered area, the quiet area of a women's shop in the evening hours in the spring in the lingerie section where if there's two women in that section to begin with, that's a lot, let alone on this particular day totally blowing out that other defense, which is how could it possibly have happened and nobody would have heard it. So another, on day five, another incredibly powerful day in support of E. Jean Carroll. This jury of nine people, six men and three women, are standing at attention for this case. The reporting is that they are riveted. They don't take their eyes off of E. Jean Carroll or her witnesses. And bad for Donald Trump and his lawyers... They don't even bother looking at Joe Tacopina when he's cross-examining or Perry Brand or anybody else, which usually signals as a trial lawyer that they're lo they've lost the jury. That's my impression. It, body language says they've lost the jury already. Jury science says that juries make decisions like this one very early in the case. Opening statements, maybe the first witness like E.G. Carroll. They've already made their decision up, made their mind up. They're not supposed to. They're supposed to listen to the facts and apply it to the, you know, apply the law to the facts, make their decision. But they're human beings, and that's what happens. So just to show you, to end the hot take, where I think they've lost the jury, is that the jury laughed with, not at the judge today, when he cracked a joke at Joe Tacopinas, actually Perry Brandt's expense. Perry Brandt, sort of like creaky tin man, you know, having not probably tried cases recently, moving, you can, you know, it's like a magician where you can see the wires, <laughs> you know, you can see everything, you can see how the lady's being sawed in half, right? They sawed him in half. All the, all the female witnesses in this case have been sawing them in half. But you could see he was so ham-fisted in transitioning into his question, he said out loud to the judge, I'm going to use this burn box uh, involvement with you know democratic causes or Hillary Clinton or whatever uh, uh, for bias, and the judge said, "You think like that, like like really?" And the jury laughed. The jury laughing with the judge. Look, the judge is the funniest guy in the room when he controls their day to day existence while they're in a jury. Okay, so let's just put it that way. But he's not that funny. And that looked to me like it was at the expense of the uh, of the lawyers, just as, you know, when the judge brought up the issue of Joe Tacopita not being able to take a satire when it was handed to him. When E. Jean Carroll testified, 
that she didn't really want to send every man in the world or the United States to Montana for retraining. But wasn't that a good modest proposal, you know, which comes right out of satire, Jonathan Swift, and, and a modest proposal that we all learned about in seventh and eighth grade. And the judge to start trial on day four said, I won't bring up satire again because I don't want to make you upset. <laughs> to, to Joe Tacopino, which led to some more chuckling by the jury. They've lost this jury, is my point. We're going to keep following. There's at least four more witnesses for E. Jean Carroll. She's got a couple of psychological uh, doctors. We're going to talk about emotional trauma and other trauma, and medical damages, psychological damages, money damages. There's an ec economist who's going to testify. Carol Martin is going to testify that a long-standing and well-respected um, television journalist um, who also corroborates what was told to her at or about the time of the attack. So she's yet to take the stand. Access Hollywood tape is yet to be played. And then, I mean, they're going to be reading and showing video of Donald Trump in his deposition under oath. The best of the cross-examination of Donald Trump. The other side gets to show some other clips. And then the defense, I, I mean, I should, the defense will be, you know, the plaintiff will rest. The defense will move yeah. for another mistrial or for a, or a, 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 what's called the judgment, notwithstanding the verdict from the judge to take it away from the jury, which will be denied. And then the judge will say, what witnesses do you have? And um, I think they have one. Uh, they don't have their economist. I think they have one. I think they have a psychological witness. And then they're going to play some tapes from the video, and then they're going to rest. And this is going to get to the jury. It may get to the jury Friday. It may get to the jury Monday, but I'll follow it the way I'm doing right here on these hot takes, which I do about every day on cases at the intersection of law and politics, so politically charged cases. And we do it also on a show that I founded, co-founded, co-anchor, called Legal AF on the Midas Touch Network, also on Wednesdays and Saturdays, where we curate the top five or so stories from the week that we think we should know at the intersection of law and politics. If you like what I'm doing, you can comment on the hot take. I may, I may talk well, back to you. Thanks for joining me on the show tonight. What's happening? Give a thumbs up. It helps keep my content coming to you uninterrupted. And you can follow me on all things social media at MS Popop. This is Michael Popop from Legal AF Reporting. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report. You continue the conversation by following us on Instagram at Midas Touch. Keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. Good job, Lord Michael. See here. See what other people say. Trump is indefensible and inexcusable, should have been locked up in the 90s. It really sucks that uh, did any of the women he attacked go to the police? What? Considering there are like 28 other uh, rape allegations, sexual assault, um, 
there must there must have been I mean to have a case you must have pressed charges I would think um anyway hi there welcome back I'm thinking maybe I should look a little deeper into all these rape and sexual assault cases against Diaper Don. Rico racketeering influence and corrupt organization act case. Um, other people said Trump calls Eugene Carroll a liar, but hold on a minute. What self-respecting woman would choose to go through this current ordeal if the entire accusation was spurious? Unlikely. Exactly. I appreciate your take, Michael. I hope Eugene gets justice. Unfortunately, most women have had these types of experiences, and the Me Too movement is still digging up buried stories. Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein, Rover, and Trump are perfect examples of above-the-law abusers who need to be held accountable. Proud of you, Eugene, careful standing up to a monster. If the preponderance of evidence is a standard guiding the jury, Trump has been buried under an avalanche of the damning, incriminating testimony. He's toast. <laughs> How can anyone think he's a good candidate for president of the USA? Yeah. Thank you for what you're doing as a woman in my early 70s who was molested and physically abused by an older brother or friend of his and a babysitter's father. I know how difficult and downright useless it was to tell anyone about these matters. All it was likely to get you was shame and nothing changed. If anything, it often made matters worse with my brother who got me in a chokehold to subdue me. I worried far more about dying than being raped. traumatic experiences. Thank you for Um my guess is that Trump's attorneys are glad he won't be on the stand. Trump can't stop confessing to his crimes. Having been abused as a child, I never talked about it until I was almost 40. I learned that most of the time no one believes you, and other times the victim gets blamed. Opening up and talking about it is almost as hard as going through it again. It takes a lot of courage to do what E. Jean Carroll is doing. Yeah.
for having period I Periods. Of course, he denied it and blamed me. Exclamation point. Um, blame the victim. Uh, periods I reported about it. Pima Sheriff's Department. So anyway, I confronted my convicted sex offender brother for having molested me when I was a kid. I confronted him in front of my mother who told me she had been concerned at the time because she, he was rough with me. He was, he was rough. Of course he denied it and blamed me. Blaming the victim is how these psychos operate. I reported it to the Pima Sheriff's Department. And I reported him for taking an eight-year-old across state lines and trying to that a family friends
Yeah. Them sheriffs. Fucking useless. noticing that it, so uh, now on YouTube I'm uh, Trista for Prez yeah I confronted him in front of my, in front of, uh, my mom because uh, wanted a witness to trust him Fucking liar. Pathologist like Trump. Fucking pathological liar. And uh, he tried to blame me. So, uh, thanks for, um, 137 or something like that. Let's see, Pokepok, 137k, rather. Fucking, uh, Taco Penis. Witnesses. E.G. and Carol. Hyperventilating. Professional women of, of tremendous credibility in New York with the New York public. Today, Lisa Birnbach, award-winning author and journalist who puts this case away for E. Jean Carroll, I believe, with her bombshell testimony today. That testimony answers the question that Donald Trump's team has raised time and time again, which is, why didn't E. Jean Carroll report this terrible attack by Trump to anyone? She did. And Lisa Birnbach swore on a Bible today, swore to tell the truth. Thank you, Lisa. Under penalty of perjury.
Thank you, Lisa. That in the spring of 1996, a very specific time frame, even more specific than E. Jean Carroll herself could remember, having been the victim of the trauma. Spring of 1996, in the evening, six or seven o'clock at night, within five to six minutes of the attack, E. Jean Carroll called her good friend, Lisa Birnbach, and reported in real time, while adrenaline was still pumping, while her while she was still dazed and confused kind of from having her head banged down. up against a wall by Donald Trump and her allegations, just look still their having a rush of adrenaline and endorphins, described to Lisa Birnbach in ways Lisa Birnbach said that even E. Jean Carroll didn't recognize as that she was the victim of that attack, about pulling down her clothing, about attacking her. It was Lisa Birnbach who testified in front of the, the jury today in riveting testimony and said, Eugene, do you know what you're telling me? You need to go to the police. And, you know, that's when Eugene said, I, I, I don't want to do that. I, I, I don't want to report or go against Donald Trump in that way. But this witness did an amazing and masterful job in her direct examination, being led by Sean Crowley, a partner she is with Robbie Kaplan's firm for E. Jean Carroll, and she did a great job in cross-examination, and we finally got to see Perry Brandt. There's a new new lawyer for everybody that's playing the Trump uh, uh, civil rape home game. Perry Brandt <laughs> brought in 72 hours before the start game. of the trial to join the Takapina and Haba team. Alina Haba, who we have, in, other than sitting at council table, Hasn't done a darn thing since she showed up in court. Uh -huh. she, she and I have know, done the exact same amount it. of work in that anything. courtroom, and I'm not even in She's the like courtroom. A parking lot lawyer. That's how little um, Alina Haba uh, is doing for the case. She hasn't taken a witness. She didn't do the opening, and the one witness parking maybe I thought she would have lawyer. taken, which would have been Lisa Birnbach. They brought in Perry Brandt, the new lawyer from 72 hours ago, the Midwestern Kansas City. Uh, a guy who no, nobody's ever heard of. I'm not even sure he's ever been to Bergdorf Goodman in Manhattan, let alone cross-examine somebody about it. And and uh, the witnesses, because they're smart, because they're honest, because they're telling the truth, looked the jury and Mr. Brant in the eye and said, I'm here because what happened to my friend happened to my friend, and she's telling the truth. And I know she's telling the truth because she reported to, it to me five to six minutes after it happened. And she asked me not to talk about it ever and again. And as friends, I had a loyal bond or oath with her. And so I didn't until 2019 when she, as the victim, decided to go public with what happened to her and, and then ultimately put it into a book, mainly because Donald Trump denied the Access Hollywood tape. Access Hollywood tape was a trigger for a lot of the women who claimed to have been attacked by Donald Trump. And, and the Me Too movement that had started in or around that time. They'd had enough. And there was another witness today. So that was Lisa Birnbach. She got up and off in a very efficient fashion and, and credibly, credibly corroborated Eugene Carroll. And the fact that she's a Democrat or... Here's an interesting twist. She knows Donald Trump. This is a small ecosystem circle of social people, journalists and wealthy people and real estate developers that all sort of coexist in, 
and an elite ecosystem in Manhattan, especially during um, the 80s and 90s. Um, they hung out at places like Elaine's, uh, which was a big watering hole for the rich and famous, in the arts, in sports, in developers, places like 21 Club that are no longer in New York, those kind of, Monkey Bar, those kind of places. So she also testified that she knew Donald Trump so well that she wrote a profile about Donald Trump and went to Mar-a-Lago and stayed at Mar-a-Lago for a couple of days at Donald, Trump, at Donald Trump's urging. That's how well she knew Donald Trump. This was before the attack on Eugene Carroll. And so she testified about that. And that they were trying to sell books and they wanted to have that chapter. Eugene Carroll wanted that chapter to come clean and talk, really come clean, and talk about her being a victim of Donald Trump. And uh, Perry Brandt went after her with, well, that was done to sell books. She says, yes, Eugene Carroll's a writer. That's how writers make money. In fact, Eugene Carroll wasn't even on that book tour. She had taken ill and was in intensive care or in critical care around that time. So she wasn't even the one on the book tour. That's one of the reasons the book didn't do that well, right? So then you have, what's the next witness up? They could have had Carol Martin, a longtime beloved newscaster in New York for CBS News, local CBS affiliate. She's, she was also a friend in and around that time with, with E. Jean Carroll. And she's going to say in and around the spring of 1996, the same thing was said to her by E. Jean Carroll. Right? That's as good as a diary. That's as good as a, writing in a diary, this is what happened to me today. You tell two close friends who are credible, authentic people, who are professionals in their own right, who take the stand and tell the truth. That's what happened today. And then they brought in Jessica Leeds. This is a masterful sequencing of witnesses by E. Jean Carroll's lawyers. Because some lawyers would have gone for the, you know, the easy play, and after Lisa Birdbach brought in Carol Martin to say almost the exact same thing. But no, we're going to bring in Jessica Leeds just to remind the, the jury what, what was said in opening about this is Donald Trump's M.O. This is his modus operandi. He attacks women without their consent, of course, kisses them, gropes them, and does other really bad things to them. And that E. Jean Carroll was not the first or the last after 1996, and there were others, um, as indicated by the uh, Access Hollywood hot mic tape with Billy Bush. It hasn't even been played yet for the jury, other than mentioned in opening. Jessica Leeds took the stand. She's a stockbroker who had the misfortune of being upgraded from economy class to first class to sit next to a person she did not know back in the 80s, Donald Trump, who then proceeded, this is her testimony today, under oath, to grope her under her shirt and kiss her to try to kiss her, a woman he did not know, um, and to her a credit, she said, and this is the headline in the New York Post over Rupert Murdoch today, that Donald Trump, it was as if he had 40 zillion hands, and they were everywhere on her person, an assault and a battery. She was cross-examined, and you might think, well, maybe they went with the Midwestern guy, with the more soft-spoken guy to handle the cross-examination of Jessica Leeds. Nope. Went back to Joe Tacopina. <laughs> Joe Tacopina, who was, who was playing a playbook 
that maybe worked in the 80s or 90s when you try to blame the woman, but doesn't work today. It is backfiring in his lack of dignity in asking the questions, in his mansplaining, in his acting incredulous, in his false uh, emotions towards her. Why they're having him cross-examine these women of courage and valor, I have care. no idea. They saw what happened with his cross-examination of Eugene Carroll. Why not trot out at least Alina Haba? Give her a shot. Now let's take a quick break to talk about our next sponsor, Neurohacker Quality of Mind. One's willpower and productivity can in turn transform your life habits for the better, from workouts to job performance to life goals. Throughout the course of a workday, we here at Legal AF are tasked with a ton of different yeah. assignments to ensure we keep you in news, local CBS affiliate. She's, she was also a friend in and around that time with, with E.G. Carroll, and she's going to say in and around the spring of 1996, the same thing was said to her by E.G. Carroll. Right? That's as good as a diary. That's as good as a, writing in a diary, this is what happened to me today. You tell two close friends who are credible, authentic people, who are professionals in their own right, who take the stand and tell the truth. That's what happened today. And then they brought in Jessica Leeds. This is a masterful sequencing of witnesses by Eugene Carroll's lawyers. Because some lawyers would have gone for the, you know, the easy play. And after Lisa Birdbach brought in Carol Martin to say all this exact same thing. But no, we're going to bring in Jessica Leeds just to remind the jury what, what was said in opening about this is Donald Trump's M.O. This is his modus operandi. He attacks women without their consent, of course, kisses them, gropes them, and does other really bad things to them. And that E. Jean Carroll was not the first or the last after 1996, and there were others, um, as indicated by the uh, Access Hollywood hot mic tape with Billy Bush. It hasn't even been played yet for the jury, mm -hmm. other than mentioned in opening. Jessica Leeds took the stand. Him. She's a stockbroker who had the misfortune of being upgraded from economy class to first class to sit next to a person she did not know back in the 80s, Donald Trump, who then proceeded, this is her testimony today, under oath, to grope her under her shirt and kiss her, and try to kiss her, a woman he did not know. Um, and to her a credit, she said, and this is the headline in the New York Post over Rupert Murdoch today, that Donald Trump, it was as if he had 40 zillion hands and they were everywhere on her person, an assault and a battery. She was cross-examined, and you might think, well, maybe they went with the Midwestern guy, with the more soft-spoken guy to handle the cross-examination of Jessica Leeds. Nope went back to Joe Tacopina. Joe Tacopina, who was, who was playing a playbook that maybe worked in the 80s or 90s when you try to blame the woman, but doesn't work today. It is backfiring in his lack of dignity in asking the questions, in his mansplaining, in his acting incredulous, in his false 
uh, emotions towards her. Why they're having him cross-examine these women of courage and valor, I have no idea. They saw what happened with his cross-examination of E. Jean Carroll. Why not trot out at least Alina Haba? Give her a shot. Now let's take a quick break to talk about our next sponsor, Neurohacker Qualia Mind. One's willpower and productivity can in turn transform your life habits for the better. From workouts to job performance to life goals. Throughout the course of a workday, we here at Legal AF are tasked with a ton of different assignments to ensure we keep you informed. That's why we're so proud to partner with Neurohacker Qualia Mind. Our sponsor, Neurohacker, combines 28 of the most research-backed nootropic ingredients on Earth into the ultimate brain fuel formula, Qualia Mind. And it's been changing people's lives for years now. For help with my daily mental performance and help supporting my long-term brain health, these are not videotaped. They are not even available to the parties. Video presentation. There's transcripts, but transcripts are dry and often don't completely capture what's going on in the room between lawyer, client, and jury. Transcripts available that only now. comes from being in the room, smelling what is happening, watching what's happening. Donald Trump doesn't get the benefit of that because he chose not to attend his own trial. Question mark. And so he doesn't really know how bad Joe Tacopin is doing. You know, he's not reading independent media analysis and legal analysis like this one, or what we do on Legal AF. You know, he's in, he's getting it from Newsmax and Fox News and the, and the bootlickers around him. He doesn't really know what's going on. So he's like, oh, sure. Who's going to do, uh, you know, the woman who says I groped her on the plane? Joe Tacopino. Oh, that's good. You know, Bulldog Joe. Let's go. Went terrible. Because, again, this was a moment in her life that she'll never forget that was seared into her memory. And she testified credibly as a, as a stockbroker, as a person, as a woman, to the jury. This happened to me. I am not lying. I am under oath. Donald Trump roped me with what felt like 40 zillion hands on my body. Takapina asked her, wasn't he just trying to pick you up like some 70s or 80s, like picking up in a bar? She said, no, he, he attacked me. It's not a pickup. She also testified that she saw him on two other occasions because she was at a, a, charity, a charity event at another department store in New York, Saks Fifth Avenue, and ran into him and his wife, and that he pulled her aside at some point when he recognized her and said, and get ready, lean in for this hot tick. He said, according to her testimony, oh, I remember you. You're the C-word who sat next to me on the plane. I'll let that land on the table here. Does that shock anyone that Donald Trump used the C-word or the P-word? or any of the other inappropriate misogynist, misogynist words about women. That was her testimony. That's how she remembered it so, so vividly. Because this guy called her the C word. And he wasn't the president of the United States then. That's the other card that they're playing for the defense. You mean the, the, the elder statesman, you know, who's got an oil painting uh, with, a, with a bunch of other white guys and Barack Obama in the White House. That statesman that president did that to you lisa burbach had the best comment firing back in counterpunch today in response to that she said he wasn't a president when he attacked my friend he was a lout 
He was a real estate developer, man about town, who, who, who harassed women regularly. That Donald Trump was who attacked my friend. I mean, that was searing, poignant, and a counterpunch that was like, a, if there was a referee there, that was a knockout, that was a KO for Lisa Birnbeck. Jessica Leeds, same thing. Yeah, he called me the C word. It's obvious why. Because she fought him off and then went public with her statement. He even attacked her right out of his playbook at a rally while he ran for president. Another one of those, she's not my type. As if that's a defense. A, all of these women were obviously his type to sexually assault because he did it. B, other than whooping up your, your fan base, your cult followers, I don't really get the, the premise of that, but that was played in the courtroom today. That video clip on the backs of Lisa, uh, Jessica Leeds' testimony was played, the attack on Jessica Leeds, just like the attack on Eugene Carroll, um, which led to the defamation case against him in the courtroom right now. So there was another testimony there today. They brought another Bergdorf Goodman executive, a male executive who testified on behalf of E. Jean Carroll about how sequestered and quiet and um, uh, discreet the lingerie section. Because just for everybody who's not shopped there, okay, as a New Yorker, there's two Bergdorf Goodman department stores. They're across the street from each other. One's the men's section, the men's store. The other one is the ladies' store, which is on the corner of uh, 58th and 5th Avenue. And at 58th and 5th Avenue, that, that one um, for Bergdorf Goodman, where women shop, you got handbags, lingerie, cosmetics, clothing, that kind of thing. Lingerie, the um, executive said, is sort of like by itself and quiet and alone. It's not a place that's teeming with people. It's more of a destination location. Like people go right, you know, they'll go just to lingerie for lingerie. And, and not a lot of men go to lingerie, as you can imagine especially in 1996. And so he testified, you know, basically led, lending credence to this, you know, preponderance of the evidence, which is the standard, more likely than not, that in a spring of 1996, in the evening, during evening hours, there were little or no people, could be little or no people, in that area for lingerie. I mean, Joe Tacopina, in his opening and throughout the course of the trial, makes it sounds like, you know, it's in the middle of like Walmart, you know, the food, the food grocery section of Walmart the day before Thanksgiving. And how incredible that would be that there'd be no people there. Right. And if she got attacked at, at, at Joe at, at uh, Walmart the day before Thanksgiving in the grocery section, I would agree with you. But she didn't. She got attacked in her testimony in the sequestered area, the quiet area of a women's shop in the evening hours in the spring in the lingerie section where if there's two women in that section to begin with, that's a lot, let alone on this particular day, totally blowing out that other defense, which is how could it possibly have happened and nobody would have heard it. So another, on day five, another incredibly powerful day in support of E. Jean Carroll. This jury of nine people, six men and three women, are standing at attention for this case. The reporting is that they are riveted. They don't take their eyes off of E. Jean Carroll or her witnesses. And bad for Donald Trump and his lawyers 
They don't even bother looking at Joe Tacopino when he's cross-examining, or Perry Brand or anybody else, which usually signals as a trial lawyer that they're lo they've lost the jury. That's my impression. It, body language says they've lost the jury already. Jury science says that juries make decisions like this one very early in the case. Opening statements, maybe the first witness like E.G. Carroll. They've already made their decision up, made their mind up. They're not supposed to. They're supposed to listen to the facts and apply it to the, you know, apply the law to the facts and make their decision. They're human beings and that's what happens. So just to show you to end the hot take where I think they've lost the jury is that the jury laughed with, not at the judge today when he cracked a joke at Joe Tacopina's, actually Perry Brandt's expense. Perry Brandt, sort of like creaky tin man, you know, having not probably tried cases recently, moving, you can, you know, it's like a magician where you can see the wires, <laughs> you know, you can see everything, you can see how the lady's being sawed in half, right? They sawed him in half. All the, all the female witnesses in this case have been sawing them in half. And you could see he was so ham-fisted in transitioning into his question, he said out loud to the judge, I'm going to use this burn box uh, involvement with you know, Democratic causes or Hillary Clinton or whatever uh, uh, for bias. And the judge said, you think? Like that, like, like really? And the jury laughed. The jury laughing with...